Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, really? I, I heard that that was happening. I didn't, I think there's a lot of anticipation about that. Good for you. Maybe that'll get off your plate. <laughs> well, it never will, but it's, it's, it's a good move in the right direction. Right. All right, that was a hot mic moment before a press conference with the University of Nebraska. Gordon is their president, hints at an announcement coming from the Big Ten as soon as tonight. So Ted Carter, president of Nebraska, uh, might have just let the cat out of the bag. Well, these days you got to be careful. There's a hot mic everywhere. Right. So here's here's my question to you, Gordon. All right. So if if this let's let's assume it's true for a moment and that he's letting the cat out of the bag, because that certainly is not determined fact. But let's say it's true for a second. okay? so in this circumstance, uh, the Nebraska president would be Crispy Haynes in the Gordon Hayward situation. (laughs) Now, does the big how does the Big Ten react tonight? Do they just go ahead and make their announcement and say, oh, man, sorry, this leaked. But, yeah, we're, we're excited Big Ten football is coming back for the following reasons and uh, good times. Or do they do what Gordon Hayward's camp tried to do and say, that man is a liar, and then announcing the same thing like 24 hours later than you planned? No, I think you go ahead with the original plan. And uh, it is, if it's a leak, it's a leak, and that's fine. Uh, I wouldn't rearrange anything on account of that coming out. No. And if you deny it, all it does is make you look stupid later. No, you you uh, blame the Nebraska president for being loose-lipped and then say, hey, this is what we're doing and, and we're going to have Big Ten football after all. Um, I hope that I hope that's the case. And maybe this, this Nebraska president, Gordon, is really ahead of the game and things have not uh, really been decided yet. But I, I hope it's the case. I hope the Big Ten makes an announcement that they've got a plan to return. And I hope we find out uh, some dates involved, and I hope the Pac-12 is soon to follow. I have no problem with it as long as it can be done safely. That's uh, always my uh, baseline. Well, I mean, from what the Pac-12's laid out, I, I, I don't know, Gordon, you could speak to your standard of safety uh, more than I can, obviously. But, I mean, if you're testing every day with that 15-minute test return and it's proven to be accurate, I don't know how much better you can do. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Although you can say that uh, guys on the field are not social distancing. Right, but, I mean, if you've done gone to that great length to, uh, I guess, uh, prove that nobody's got the virus out on the field, does that matter? I mean, isn't that the whole point? That's, uh, you know, given the circumstance around college football, that – that is probably the best they can do because they can't put the guys in a bubble. Uh, they can't do what the NBA does. And so if you test every day, that's about as as close as you can come to, uh, to making it uh, safe. Um, but I would still, if I'm a coach, I would still be urging my players to be ultra careful. Oh, ultra yeah. Careful. If they want to play football. If they don't want to play football, then it doesn't matter. If they want to just be like any old college student and and throw caution to the wind, then they're going to do that, you know. But if I'm a coach, I'm begging my players, stay away, social distance, stay away from people, wear a mask, make sure the people around you wear a mask, 
take care of yourself so you can play football. You still might get something. Somebody still, you know, I'm not sitting here blaming people who 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 are infected with the virus, but do everything possible to be as safe as you can be so the whole team can play. And so both teams can play and have an enjoyable experience instead of worrying about, uh, oh, you know, I really shouldn't have been making out with my girlfriend last night. You know, I'm sorry. There are tough choices to make at this point if you want to play football and if you want to stay safe. Do you take the more cynical side of the discussion just for a second, Gordon? Because I I don't disagree, and I would guess that all college football coaches are are selling that to their players, or or at least most of them are, I would hope. Um, But if they're, I mean, if you're testing every single day, and somebody does want to head out to a young and dumb party, then you mitigate the damage, right? I mean, hopefully the the person is text, tested the next day, and it's or, or or whenever the you know virus reveals itself, whatever period of time that is. What is it usually? Haven't they been saying it's like a week? But anyway, point is, you you hope you catch it before it's able to uh, to fill the room, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the entire idea. So, I mean, you, you, you lose one, you lose two, you lose three. You know, you're, you're glad it's not a dozen or more or 24. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? So if somebody were to slip up, the, the, the precautions you are taking are to ensure that uh, that's as little damage as possible. So if you're a betting man, Jake, uh, and I said, will the Big Ten and will the Pac-12 be playing football in November? Your answer would be? Looking that way. Well, uh, I yep. mean, it's it, it's looking that way. They're they're reaching whatever standard has been created internally that they've got to reach. Which I, you know, Gordon, I I was ho- I hoped was possible all along. You know, we've got to think of these things surgically, and what do you have to do to to make it as mitigate as much risk as possible? And whoever standard that uh, that <laughs> you know whoever whoever is setting that standard. You know, do every everything you can to meet it, and I. It looks like that's the direction the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are are going. I hope that that is. I mean, there's still some complications out there involving you know the playoff and bowl games and all that that sort of thing. But I'd like to see a plan in place. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's all mixed up right now as far as the timing goes. But uh, you know, it's like Josh Newman reminded us yesterday when we had him on. That was yesterday, right? It was. Uh, he he said that the difference between some of the pro teams and the college teams, say in California, uh, why the, the pro teams have been able to play and the college teams haven't is because they have that access to that uh, rapid testing. Uh, and so that, that makes a big – obviously, that would be a big influence as far as government leaders go and, uh, and in the colleges themselves. Well, that and a bag full of money. Well, yeah, because it costs money, right? Well, I mean, you just, you know, you got to get the politicians to get out of the way. You know, some, a, little something for, a little something for the effort usually helps that. Oh, you know, helps Is that everyone go. on the take? Is that what, what, what I'm just saying? That doesn't hurt. You know, you grease the wheels a little bit. Have you ever wondered how, and I don't want to get all political here, but have you ever wondered how when people get into office for a long time that they always walk away really wealthy? You wonder about that, do you? Yeah, how's that happen exactly? Well, see, Gordon, you have NFL teams and and NCAA college football teams backed into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then you say, how would you guys like to play? <laughs> 
I'm kidding, of course I'm kidding, Gordon. I don't know, but I have asked myself that question. All right. You have any answers you want to you want to weigh in? I have you no, know, because I'm pure as the driven snow. Uh, Never bribed anybody in your life, not even Austin. Uh, maybe I have. I don't know. Don't want to say uh, yes or no. But uh, you know, obviously, everyone's looking for the best solutions, not just for sports, but in in all walks of life. And uh, look, we're all rooting for it. We all we all want some bits of normalcy to come back. I just I just wonder how it's going to go. Even if they do start playing and they are testing and whatnot, I wonder how many interruptions uh, every school that is playing is going to face. Well, I think that's where the mitigating damages comes in because you hope it's not, even if it does come into the locker room, it's not widespread enough to to force a cancellation or something along those lines. But I, I've uh, been talking about this for a little bit. I'd, I'd schedule in some flexibility. Doesn't It doesn't hurt, you know? Uh, make sure that uh, you you are able to adapt to the situation on the ground. I think if if this whole thing has proved anything, it's that I mean BYU can can schedule a game within a week. You were talking about this yesterday, Gordon. I mean, mm. a sport in college football that has been extraordinarily unflexible over right. the years has mm-hmm. proved itself to be somewhat flexible, even if if you view it to its detriment. It has been it has been flexible. So. Build in some flexibility in that schedule and and plan to adapt to some things and plan to handle some situations and I'm proceed not sure how much as you can. can. I'm not sure how much you can do that, though, because if you're scheduling certain teams who have other obligations at other times, and uh, it, it, sometimes it's hard to, to uh, figure all that. Well, in BYU's case, certainly. But, I mean, moving... Uh, the the just to the conference helps with that a lot, right? Yeah, but even that gets in the way because if uh, if Stanford is scheduled to play SC one week and the week after that they're scheduled to play Cal, then w- what are you going to do? Okay, you're going to miss the SC game, but uh, you know you can't you can't bump Cal out to accommodate SC, it, so so it gets crowded. It does get crowded. And, I mean, we could micro look at this thing all day, but what was the original Pac-12 schedule that they released for some reason, even though they canceled the season the next day? Uh, do you remember it, it, it left, was it three bye weeks and then a spot at the end of the year? Was it that many or was it two, I, or was it two bye weeks and a week at the end of the year? I think it was three. Yeah, I, don't I mean, remember. if you spread it out a little bit, and what's the worst that's going to happen? A team gets an extra bye week. Oh, darn it. You know, whereas you build yourself in a little cushion, and if you put, you know, one, two, three by weeks in there, uh, you would hope that you could move the pieces around in order to do it. So I have a, I have a, a technical question. It really sounds pretty simplistic and stupid, but I'll, I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. If you're testing every other day or every day, how is it? How long does it take for the virus to make itself evident? Yeah, that's what I don't know. I've I've looked into that in recent months, and uh, the best I can see is a week. But it also, I don't think you can't be contagious before it shows up. So, and in some cases, with the the players who are asymptomatic, then then they they don't know they have it. But I, it's the same question comes comes to the fore, and that is, when does it reveal itself? Well, it, uh, with in the testing with, with the asymptomatic thing, it doesn't matter. Because you're you're testing everyone 
every day. So right, but but uh, how long does it take from time of infection to show up in the test? Yeah, I got you. From what I've seen, about a week. But I don't know. I'm not a doctor or an epidemiologist. I've been accused recently of playing one on the air, but uh, I'm not sure. Gordon, does it does it matter? Well, it kind of does because if 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 there's hang time there, then it could affect future dates. All right, but we're 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 talking minutes and hours as opposed to days, which was a month ago at this time. No, you'd still be talking days because you could be testing every day. But if it's not going to show itself for a week, then you've got that hang time, and you're not contagious for a week. And in this case, what I'm talking about days is I'm talking about return of tests. So not only do you have to be showing the virus at that time, you have to wait days until you figure out whether or not you've yeah. got it. Now we're yeah. talking about 15 minutes. And we're talking about testing every day. I, I don't know, Gordon. You, maybe that doesn't meet your standard, but that, that, is a, that, is, that is a lot of precaution. Yeah. Is that what the NFL's doing? I don't know what the NFL's doing, but it's what the Pac-12 is starting to, or trying to do. Josh Newman told us it's what the NFL student doing mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm sure his information is accurate, but it's what the Pac-12 is talking about doing. Yeah. If I'm if I'm being tested every day and it's coming back negative, I, I'm I'm going to feel pretty good about about my status. I would know? hope so. Uh, but you never know where you might contract it or how. But you know, as far as knowing about it. Well, you're going to know about it. That's the idea. Gordon, I cannot believe we're talking about a Game 7. I cannot believe Denver has pushed the Clippers to seven games. Maybe I should give Denver more credit. But I, I'm just surprised. At times during this series, the Clippers have been, they look like they're unbeatable. And then they managed to blow it. I, I don't know if this series going to a Game 7 is more about the the back-against-the-wall nuggets that are just incredible at this, uh, these sorts of uh, elimination games, or the Clippers just letting them hang around? Well, I will say this about this particular game. All the pressure is on the Clippers. Oh, yeah. The, the Nuggets, they can play free. Because whether they win this, it'd be uh, I'm sure that they're thinking that they, they want to win it and they're going to win it. But what they've done is already remarkable if the clippers get knocked off by the nuggets though then there's going to be all kinds of grumbling it's going to be like austin's list it's going to be all kinds of complaining going on and uh, so that obviously advantage i think the advantage is with the nuggets and uh, the, the the can the clippers handle that well Kawhi leonard he's he's got some experience in that regard so you'd think they would be able to but I, like you, thought this was going to be over three or four or five days ago. Yeah, I mean, it's because the Clippers have the advantage, though, Gordon. They have the better team. <laughs> They've got a better team by a long way, actually. And uh, Kawhi Leonard hasn't been the issue, so you got to look at it because he's really had a good series, and you got to look at it and say, all right, what else? You know, Paul George, of course, has been up and down, but I don't know. I look at Doc Rivers a little bit who – you know, when he had kind of a, a really good team with the Clippers, in my opinion, underachieved. You know, why can't this team, you know, band together to be the team I think we all think they could be? And maybe, you know what, that's Kawhi Leonard's fault, who didn't put in the time to bother to play at the beginning of the regular season to figure out how to play with this group. Maybe that's the issue. I don't know. But they're they're disappointing in the in the fact that they're not as good as they could be. Well, there's a couple things at play here. One is... 
are they really better than they have been demonstrating? Maybe they're not. Maybe, maybe certain guys aren't anymore. Uh, or, or maybe it's a matter of how they fit together. And maybe some of it is attitudinal. Some of it is mental. Some of it, there could be all kinds of things going on. But that's the beauty of the NBA playoffs. That's, that, it used to be that you could pretty much script out what was going to happen. And that was kind of boring. I like it. I, I like the uncertainty. I like the fact that you can't just rate teams. And a lot of people, and maybe myself inclu- included, you know, just wrote the Clippers in. They're going to the NBA Finals, and they're going to they're going to be there. Well, not so fast. Well, you don't know, don't nuggets. get me don't get me wrong, Gordon. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about a game seven. I'm actually uh-huh. really excited for the game seven. I just like being right. I have never, and I don't know whether this has ever happened before. I've never seen a team do what the Nuggets are doing right now. Uh, I can't recall a, a team coming back from three-one in consecutive series. Has that ever happened before? I doubt it. I'd agree with you, Gordon. But then we'd both be right. <laughs> I like it, but uh, yeah, this is. I like seeing unusual things happen. I, I like uh, it's. You know, I mean, nobody around here wanted to see the Nuggets beat the Jazz. After the Jazz were up three-one, and they in the first game of that series went into overtime, so the Nuggets were one point away from being swept, and here they are fighting back the way uh, twice. And some people thought, okay, they did it to the Jazz. Eh, no way against the Clippers. Uh, here we are beautiful, beautiful thing about sports. Our friend Although Ty- you, you could you could make the argument that it would be better if the Clippers won because then it would make the Western Conference Finals more competitive, but maybe maybe that's still selling the Nuggets short. Our friend Tyson weighs in on Twitter. Our friend Tyson Ewing, who is a Utah Jazz broadcast statistician, bowlers guy. Uh, and he weighs in with us a lot. Tyson's great. He says, hey, fellas, nerdy stat alert. The team that trailed 3-1 in a series has won four straight Game 7s. But prior to 2015, the team that led 3-1 won Game 7 a total of 21 times out of 29 games. Wow. Team that led has won 21 times. Team that trailed has won 12. Okay. All right. So I don't know. I, that means bet on the Clippers. Get in the car, Austin. We're going to Wendover. But uh, you could look at it that way. You could also look at it that maybe it's not as uh, all fired unusual as might, what some might have supposed. Uh, well, yeah, 12 times. So I don't know. I'm not feeling You sound like you're feeling the Nuggets a lot more than me. Oh, no. I, I mean, I thought I picked the Clippers to win the series, and I, I, I do believe that the Clippers are the better team, but I don't know it. I mean, any team that has Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on it, you would expect that team to win a whole lot. But uh, well, well, maybe, maybe not. You're one. You're, you're right about one thing that uh, any basketball fan who doesn't have a, a stake in the game does not want to see the Nuggets play the Lakers. We want Kawhi v. LeBron, please. I don't want LeBron v. Uh, uh, hmm. Paul Millsap, pass. <laughs> yeah, but to see, look, you're taking away. You would have been rooting against the Amazing Mets in 1969. Yeah, no, I, I like the underdog uh, sometimes. 
But in this case, I want to see a good Western Conference Finals. I talked to a psychologist once about people who who cheer for the heavy favorite Yourself? and the people who cheer for the underdog. Okay. And he said there's all kinds of ramifications of people uh, who, who make those connections. And I'm not a psychiatrist myself, so I can't necessarily diagnose all that or break it all down. But people oftentimes like to, to, to pick the, the heavy favorite because it, uh, it, they connect themselves to that particular team and they like to be a winner, not a loser. See, all that aside, Gordon, and, and you brushed by my one-liner earlier, I'm rooting for me. I'm rooting for me to be right. I'm rooting for me to watch a, a series in the next round between the Lakers and the Clippers, not the, the Lakers and the, the boring Nuggets. Uh, so I'm rooting for myself. What does that Wait, say? Why, what does why, that say why, about me psychologically? Uh, you're selfish. Okay, sure, I you can live with that. You view the world through uh, what's good for you. Well, yeah, no duh. But I'm not so sure you're right on that. Why do you think the Nuggets are boring? I don't know if they're all that boring. I I don't think. And again, maybe I'm underestimating the Nuggets. Uh, but I I don't think that would be a very good series with the Lakers. Me, yeah, I, I want to watch a good series. I want to talk about a good series. I want to talk about Kawhi v. LeBron, the two best players in the league right now going head-to-head. Yes, yeah, please. You, you're just presuming that that would be the best one. You don't know that. Of course I don't. You don't either. I know. That's why I'm saying you're, you're wasting a lot of energy on something that might not even be the truth. Here's what I do know. I know that we if, do that on the show all the time. Constantly. I know <laughs> that if the Nuggets win, I won't get the LeBron v Kawhi matchup. You know how I know that? Because Kawhi is not on the Nuggets. Ah. So, I there is something that Very I perceptive. do there is something that I do know. However, you're also talking about a team that has come back from the brink of elimination twice before against all odds. So they've got something going that is beyond uh, that. That might be, uh, you know, I don't know, in the cosmos. All right, great. You can and if have you're fighting against the cosmos. Look, Jake, I know how you feel about Cinderellas in the NCAA basketball tournament. Oh yeah, they're all. You think they never are going to put up a good fight at the end? So why wait? Why mess around with them in the early going? Correct. But but that may not necessarily be the truth with what the nug- the Nuggets are showing. In a in very convincing fashion, fashion that they are worthy. All right, man, you can watch Rudy play football. I'll watch Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> and, and just watch uh, Michael Porter Jr. try to defend LeBron James. Oh Jake. man, that'll be great. Okay, I, I take it back. That would be amazing. Just to watch the the highlight reel that would be LeBron James against Michael Porter Jr. The guy that incredible. Makes James Harden look like an all defender. <laughs> right. And then watch him complain about his coach after the game. <laughs> You know, I should get the ball more. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? You said that? You? Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah. Haven't you been on this team for like 45 seconds? <laughs> Complaining but, about touching the ball more? But Jake, what's Give me some Gatorade. You're, you're, you're taking credit away from the Nuggets that might provide thrilling games to come. Yeah. All right, Gordon. Unexpected games. I'll, to re- come, I'll hope. For the Clippers, because I'd want to see the Clippers play the Lakers. I think that would be more interesting. But no, I you don't want, know. You want all L.A., huh? You want 
You want it to be all about Los Angeles. I do not care where these teams come from. One iota. It's the Clipper roster v. the Laker roster. Yes, please. And I would love to see Laker fans like PK cry. (laughs) If the Showtime Lakers were to lose, yeah, that'd be great. That is a good song. I always like that song. No, it's not. It's like the 50th best Randy Newman song out there. It's yeah, but it's a classic. You just We've been playing that we've been playing that on radio shows that I've been on for 30 some years. I mean, it's just it's a classic. And we're going to hear it a whole lot if you get your wish. We know you're a Southern California guy, Gordon. You worked for the the Daily Clipper down there. We got it. <laughs> Is there a Daily Clipper down there? <laughs> Yeah, didn't you write features for it? That's the whole reason you went to to Juice Newton's uh, apartment. Daily Clipper? Or Daily Breeze? No. The worked the for Daily Breeze? The 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 Times Picune? I worked uh, at the LA uh, Times. Stay tuned 975 and 1280 the zone.